glad that you're here today. I really am. I'm glad that you get to experience what we just got to experience. I know you all came for the preaching, but aren't you glad that you got to see the little kids before that? I did get to see some uh, get to see some wrestling over here, so that was I made my day. It was awesome. I love it when they make us proud. And what's great is my kids are 16 and 18. That's what's great. Because now I get to just make fun of all the other kids that did what my kids did 15 years ago. Um, I, I remember the first one that my kids said, we had a little U-shape made out of hay. And my son was about four years old. And he sat and just debailed the hay toward the audience as a nervous tick the whole time. And so there was this big fringe of hay on the carpet. So it's always something like that. That's what makes it so fun. And when they get older and they're boring, you're just going to wish so much that they were back the, the way they were. Well, as far as the message is, we're going to do something really different today that I've never done. I bet you've probably never seen a pastor do this before. We're in the middle of this series called Peace on Earth. It's all about the intention that Jesus brought into our life with him being born, brought that peace. But I want to ask you, as I was unloading this and and, uh, putting this out, does anybody know what this is? If you know, just shout it out. Yeah. How many, uh, have you ever seen one of these in a class or uh, at church when you were little or something like that? It's, it's a felt board or some people call it a flannel board. And uh, I, I remember them. I went to church a few times when I was little and remember them using things to put up here. And I'll, I'll give you an example. Like what you do is it's, it's a little, if you're not familiar with it, it's a little piece of flannel or felt. And then you put it on the back of another picture and then it makes the picture stick to it. So that kind of the test picture... We'll, uh, we'll use our associate pastor since he's back there and let him look. Nothing like a giant floating head to get you woke up for it. I don't know what the little divot is, Michael. You may need to have that checked out back there. It's a little divot in there. It's a, um, but that's what, a, that's what a felt board is, flannel board. So since it was our kids' service today, I thought I would uh, try to bring in something a little different to explain what the message is about today. A little something that's visual. How many visual learners do we have in here? Do you have visual learners? I'm the same way. I'm a visual learner. I love to read the Bible, and then I love to go watch what it means. So figure out on a video or something, it helps me tremendously to watch those kind of things. So today I'm going to be very elementary, kind of kids-ish for us today. And I want you to help me out, okay? If you see something good you like, just go, ooh, that's good, or preach it, or whatever you like to do. Encourage me a little bit, we'll go really fast. Um, and the reason I need some encouragement today is because we're going to cover, I know this is why you came to church today, we're going to cover Genesis through Revelation today. <laughs> no, isn't that exciting? From, from the first chapter of the Bible through the last chapter of the Bible and almost everything in between. We're going to cover it all in about 25 minutes. So it's going to be great. In all honesty... This is going to visually help us understand what we're talking about today. Uh, it reminds me of uh, working with this felt board all week, trying to figure it out. reminds me of a story that I heard between, uh, it was with Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson went on a camping trip. And in the middle of the night, uh, Sherlock wakes Watson up and he goes, Watson, look up. And he said, yeah. He goes, what do you see? And he said, well, I, I see stars. And Sherlock said, well, what does that tell you? And he said, well... Astrologically, it tells me that we're a part of a, of a many, many stars universe. And there's probably a lot of other universes and galaxies out there. He said, uh, theologically, it tells me that there's probably a creator because all this couldn't just happen or it would just implode if it wasn't by design. And meteorologically, did I get that? Meteorologically, yeah. It tells me that there's going to be a, a fair day tomorrow. And he looks at Sherlock and he says, why, what's it tell you? And he says, it tells me that somebody stole our tent. 
that's the point. There you go. That's the point. Sometimes we're looking for one thing and what God is trying to show us is a totally different thing. He was just trying to get him to see the tent's gone. So I'm going to practice on us now. Okay. So that was kind of the example. Let me practice on us. I'm going to show you something. If you know it, just shout it out. Tell me your guesses and everything. What, what do you think this is? It, not if you were here first service. All right. What is it? Photomicrograph. Okay. That's one guess. Anybody else? Desert, a what? Play, a plane, plank. Sorry, I can't hear. You'll have to shout it out. In the beginning. Okay, let's zoom out a little bit. This is zoomed way up. Let's zoom out a little bit and see if you can tell what that is. Some more guesses. What is it? Piece of paper. It's a good guess. Anybody else? Somebody got it in this picture last or last service, so we'll give you a little longer. I hate to judge somebody by if they guess it or not. Okay, let's zoom it out one more time, all right? Can you believe... Okay, let's go to the first one again. Go to the very first one. Can you believe that that is a close-up of the grooves on a vinyl record? So the point of, as we look from Genesis to Revelation today, the entire Bible... We want to see the title of the message, the big picture today. So many times we're caught up in our little 7 billion different zoom in what's microscopically happening in my life that sometimes that life actually distracts us from the giant big picture that God has for us. So that's what we're going to talk about today to kind of help us see that it's good to zoom in. It's good to understand life, uh, what we're going through, but I can tell you that to have the peace that God talks about, you have to understand the big picture. So that's what we're going to jump into today. And I'm going to start with a little bit Genesis chapter 1. How many knows what that is? You only get one guess. That's the world. And in Genesis 1, God created heaven and earth. And what's great is we get to see God's original plan. The first point that's in your notes, if you have your orange bulletin, you want to take notes, that would be awesome. Or if they're on you version, you can take notes that way. Or you can just hang out and enjoy the flannel graph today, okay? Chapter 1, chapter 2, God creates it all. But here's what's great. If you read chapter 3, one of the most beautiful illustrations, examples of what God's plan is. God says in Genesis 3 that in the cool of the day that he would come down and he would walk with Adam and Eve. I'm going to let that sink in for a minute. God himself, so many times we read these things and we forget just what an incredible thing it was. God would come down in the cool of the evening, the cool of the day, and he would walk with Adam and Eve. He would say, hey, what's, what's going on today? What'd you do? You've been naming the animals. You've been checking out the forest or the desert. I don't know what the Garden of Eden was like, but are you checking everything out? It's been a good day. And no telling how long that went on. We have no idea how long that went on because we immediately go from God having that time to kind of into the rest of the world. But I want you to understand that for a minute today. Genesis 3, I want you to understand when God created the heavens and the earth, his plan was for peace. Do you understand that? That's God's ultimate plan. The reason Christ came into the world is to remind us of that. And we're going to talk about what he says about it at the end. But right now, I want you to understand in the beginning of time, when everything happened, God's plan is not for you to be freaked out all the time. Can I get an amen? 
Yeah, it's not to be stressed. It's not to for the things that are supposed to bring joy in your life to bring stress into your life. I, I've been, believe me, I fight that all the time. But things like this today will help you. I pray for the rest of your life. Understand that God's plan is peace. His plan for your life is peace. That's what he wants. And, and where that comes from, can I start with my ending here? Where that comes from, when God would come down and walk with Adam and Eve, it's being with God in a relationship. That's where that comes from. There's no amount of money. There's no amount of toys. There's no amount of success, influence. None of that can bring the peace that God said comes from him. That's what's super exciting about today. So let me start. I'm going to give us a good little illustration here. Start using some felt up here. So this is, who would this be? Genesis chapter 1. This is Adam and Eve. Get that? All right. So it's Adam and Eve. So Adam and Eve is our example. And that's God's original plan. But something happened. How many of you know what happened? Something happened in Genesis a little bit later. And this guy, we'll do a stair step. This guy came in. Satan himself comes in disguised as a snake and deceived, distracted Adam and Eve from what God's plan was. Lied to them and got them off course. They sinned. It brought in sin into the relationship, which brought conflict between God and man. But can I tell you something? What, what was God's original plan? Somebody just shout it out. Everybody just say peace. Yeah, God's original plan was peace. So even though Satan comes in and destroys the Garden of Eden's plan originally, maybe, maybe in the beginning, maybe a few hundred years, maybe a few thousand years, we don't know. But because Satan brought in sin and Adam and Eve were distracted by that, it hurt the peace that was there. But can I just tell you something real quick? God hasn't given up on peace yet. Did you know that? God hasn't given up on peace yet. I know this world's kind of crazy. Anybody ever watch the news? I try not to. This world is nuts. If you can't tell that by this, I mean, like if I look back a couple of hundred years ago, wow, we were calm back then when all the savages and people compared to now, it's crazy. And I remind myself, hey, 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 just because the snake or wars or whatever happens, don't forget. God's plan is peace. Well, let's zoom ahead now. We're going to have to go fast if we're going to go through from Genesis to Revelation. Let's zoom in about 2,000 years, and we run across this person, all right? This guy, maybe you can see it after I get out of the way here. It takes a lot of practice to work these little things. You know that? Especially the E's. The E's are not helpful at all. Okay, can y'all read that? I'm not spelling Abraham, all right? So we're going to go with Abe today. Is that all right? So God, out of all the people, millions and millions of people living on the earth, 2,000 years after Adam and Eve, we come across Abraham. Abraham's living in just a, a normal everyday life, but it's not a godly culture. In, in fact, what we call his culture they're living in is polytheistic. In other words, poly meaning many and theistic, theo meaning God. So it was a, it was a lot like Roman culture probably. They just, they worshiped the God of the air, the God of the ground, the God of the ocean, the God of everything. And they didn't really have an understanding of God and their relationships. And out of that, I just want you to get this. Out of that, God goes to Abraham and picks Abe out of all these people. 
He didn't come pick somebody that was following him or this religious person that had all this. God picks this guy who doesn't have any religious understanding. And he says this, Abraham, if you will follow me, I will show you that just from following, just from having faith in me and going my way, that I can bring peace into your life and I will bring, I will make you the father of many nations. In other words, like from you, I will bless you so much that you're not just going to have a country, but there will be cultures and nationalities that draw their roots from Abe. That's what God's promise was to him. And he says this, matter of fact, in, in Genesis 15, 6, it says this, Abe, and Abram, which was his name before God changed it, Abram believed the Lord. And the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Now leave that up for just a second because this is big. Abraham met God. Didn't know everything about God, right? Kind of sounds like us when we meet God. He trusted in him and he started to follow God. And because of that, God counted it as righteousness, which is right standing with God. Everybody say peace, which is peace with God. And all of that just because he had faith. Just because he, not because he was perfect. It never says that, right? Aren't you excited? It doesn't say because Abraham was perfect. It, it was because he trusted in God. And out of that, you zoom in another thousand years and you get David, another thousand years and you get this little thing. Anybody knows what shape that is? Let's see if I can get all that in line. That in little shape is the country of Israel. Out of this, a couple of thousand years later comes this. Out of that, just what God said. Now listen, for a lot of us, 2,000 years is way too long to get anything from God, right? We quit praying about 30 minutes. That just me or anybody else. But Abraham trusted God throughout his life. God sent him to weird places. Can I get an amen on that? God helped him encounter weird people. Amen, yeah. If you're not amen, and you're one of them. So you have to amen, not to be counted as. You know what I'm saying? Like God took Abraham all over the place. And, and when Abraham was old, he said, you're going to have a kid. He had to trust him on that. There were tons of things that just because God said it, Abraham had to trust him. But little by little, behind the scenes, God is bringing about his original plan, which was peace. Because out of this is going to come peace. But hold on just a second, because when you step back, now let's don't get too focused in on the picture. I want you to step back. We've already gone about 4,000 years, right? Lots and lots of time. And through that, we have lots and lots of different events and everything. And here's the point that I want you to get out of all of this. Before we get here, before we get to what this effect had on this, I want you to understand point number two. Do not, do not, do not, do not, do not be distracted do, don't let circumstances distract you from God's peace. Listen, it's very easy in life to say, yes, I believe exactly what you're preaching, Scott. I believe in God's peace. He wants that in my life. And then walk out the door and go, oh, I got to start planning Monday. And it just consume your life. And peace is not there. And I'm not saying everything has to be perfect because in the middle of conflict, we can have peace. Do you know that? Because when God creates this, after 2,000 years of working on it, whoop, don't fall, bringing all these people together. This little thing has a lip, and it just tempts me all the time. As soon as they get the country built, guess what happens? The neighbors want it. 
got to keep up with the Joneses. And wars happen, battles happen. They invade Israel. Pagan nations, people that don't believe like God are in there. All of these kind of things. And in the middle of that, when they are beginning to doubt, because can I tell you, in the middle of really stinky circumstances, sometimes this guy wants to show up over here and start you doubting. I was going, well, did God really mean what he said? You know what I mean? Was it really for you or is it with those Hebrews thousands of years ago, right? He wants to put the same junk in your mind as he did over here and ruined God's plan for peace in Abraham, I mean, in uh, Adam and Eve's life. So in the middle of this, God raises up one of his many prophets, somebody that can speak for God. And he began to tell them, guess what he began to tell them? Hey, guess what? Do y'all remember the peace plan in Genesis where God would come down and walk with man and walk with woman and they would share what happened in the day and God would help them and they didn't, they didn't even work. They just, God provided everything that they ever needed. Do you remember that? That's what Isaiah spoke about. He reminded them that ultimately in the middle of all the chaos and the wars and the junk going on, I still am going to bring about peace. I want you to have peace now. And peace is going to happen. And listen, I want, I want to read this to you. This is what Isaiah said. And I, I want you to take this as maybe some of your circumstances and watch what God can do in the middle of circumstances. Because when sin, the enemy, junk comes into our life, it immediately causes conflict in our life. And that's what he says here. He says this, Isaiah eleven six says, In that day when I bring about peace, are y'all with me on this? I'm going to bring the whole stack with me here. In that day that I bring about peace... The wolf, let me get my picture straight. The wolf and the lamb, they're going to live together. That's what, that's what God's peace does. It affects even nature around you. That, that's one of his examples. The wolf and the lamb, they're going to live together. Now, let me ask you, if you put these two in a, the same corral for about a day, you know what happens? The wolf gets fat because he's going to eat that lamb in about a minute. But this is the illustration that everybody knows that Isaiah is talking to. You can't put wolves and lambs together. The, the, the wolf will kill the lamb. But God is using that natural example for the Hebrews, for the Israelites to say, Hey, 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 when my peace comes, I want you to understand that I'm going to change everything. The things that you think are laws, all that's changing. He goes on to say that, he says this, the, the leopard, the leopard will lie down. Be cozy, relaxed, and can sleep with the baby goat. He's given us that illustration. He even says that, uh, let's see, how do I have these lined up? The calf, we got the calf and the yearling, they will lay down with the lion. And to put the exclamation point on the whole thing, can y'all see over there? He's given us things that we would see every day. Now, maybe for you, he would say, your, your boss is going to become nice. Can you imagine? You would just go, nope, no way. That would be a miracle. But God, to, to round it off, like if all this wasn't absurd enough that he's talking about, what, a wolf? And a lamb. Have you ever seen a wolf get a hold of a lamb? It's pretty gross. He says, and to top it off, all of them will be led by the child. In other words, total peace. It's been my plan since Genesis. I want you to understand it's still coming about. I'm still working it through all this. And even though we're in the middle of it and you see war and conflict and stress and anxiety and all that in your life, don't you forget that my word is going to change all of that. When my peace is there, it'll change the natural laws, the physical laws, the spiritual laws, because God's peace is the first plan. Amen. 
Like, I want, you, I want you to get that today because we're still in the middle of it. We're, we're still here. There's still some conflict in our lives, things that we don't understand. Everything's not perfect. If I throw a lamb out to a wolf, he becomes lunch right now. But he's saying, here's the potential. And then this is what happens. All of this happens. And the reason that we're here today, I know that you think it's little kids singing. That's a big reason. But this guy is born into the world as God's son. It gets kind of hokey right here. I had to get cheapy. Jesus Christ. It's the reason that we celebrate Christmas is because that right there, Jesus himself, this little baby be born that we kind of really looked at last week talking about this is going to be a sign to you. It's, it's just a baby now, but that sign, that's going to be peace to the world. And what Jesus did is he came and brought an opportunity for us to jump to the end and have peace in our lives. All of this is conflict with God. When Jesus came, he said, I bring peace to the world. Not normal peace like you would think. I bring peace that will change your life. Peace that, in fact, his words were a peace that passes human understanding. I can bring peace, here's why it passes human understanding, that when you're going through the wars and the junk in life, that you can go, well, it's in God's hands. I'm cool with it. And everybody goes, well, they're nuts. You go, nope, I just, I just have peace. I just am not zoomed in on the grooves in the record. I understand that there's a much bigger picture that from the beginning to the end, God wants peace in my life. He wants it so much that in the middle of all of this junk, he brought Jesus into the world. So that you and I, in the middle of life, could walk out of South Point today and have peace in our lives, knowing that whatever circumstance I'm in, I'm not going to be distracted from God's peace in my life. Amen? That's what Christmas is all about. The peace of God. That salvation that Jesus brings removes this little turkey. It, it takes the conflict. I like doing that. It takes the conflict that Satan brought out of our lives. Doesn't make us perfect. But just as Abraham didn't have all the perfection put in him and all the mistakes removed, when we put our faith in Christ, God counts it as righteous to us just like he did Abraham when he believed God. You you see what I'm saying? Through all of this comes the hope and the peace that only Jesus can bring. Well, what about the very end? Let's, let's, let's skip to the very end now. So now we're 4,000, a couple of thousand since Jesus. So we're the little uh, uh, Eddie Bauer kid over here is at. What, what about for us? What, about, what can we look forward to? Well, in the very last, we go way over here, 66 books away from, Revel, uh, from Genesis is Revelations. It's got... 22 chapters in it. And the book of Revelations, the reason it's called that is because God and angels spoke to John, one of the disciples, and gave him revelations over and over and over about the end times. And that's why he calls it the book of Revelations. So the 21st chapter, second one from the end, when all the wars have happened, the thousand years, all the wild stuff that you can read about in, in Revelations that none of us really understand, God brings it all home. All of that's done. Satan is done away with. No more strife. Wipe away every tear. Everything is the way it should be. And this is what John writes down. Listen to this. Revelation 21 says this. The the title of the chapter is Everything New. And I love it. 
Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared. Now that's a pretty crazy thing right there, right? That, but that's not what he's wanting to point out. He's just telling us, but that's pretty crazy. And the sea was also gone. I'm glad he bullet pointed that because that's a very important thing. Right? The sea's gone. Listen though, there's a reason I'm saying that. Verse 2, and I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. Verse 3, it's my favorite one. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. I want you to understand, like, out of all the things happening, he could have talked about the beautiful the beautiful gates that were on there, hey, the fact that the ocean's gone, all of these things he could have elaborated on. But then what got his attention out of all of those things that he wants us to go, hey, stop, look, look what's happening. After thousands of years, after all of this, God is going to live with man again. Like, the end goal down here in Revelation 21 is the same goal it was in Genesis 3. Praise God. Like, my grandpa used to say that God fellowshiped with man in Genesis, and in Revelation, he's going to fellowship with man again. Like, that's the plan. You can remove all of this in the middle and squeeze those two together, and that's God's plan. How we get there is what happens in the middle. And we get there through his son who gives us access to God. He's the one that takes the sin out of our life. He forgives us, right? He's the one that puts peace in our life. He makes us right with God. And just because we believe, just like Abraham, just because we believe in Jesus, we become righteous, which gives us the peace of God in our lives. The very peace that was with us in the Garden of Eden and will be with us in the new heaven and new earth in Revelation 21. You understand, that's the hope that we have through the entire Bible. That even though it's very easy to get stuck on the record, we have to push back and look at the big picture. Have faith that behind the scenes, God's working it out. Even though I look at a lamb and I see the wolf coming down the hill, go, well, he's dead. Hey, have faith that one of these days, God's going to reset everything. He's going to reset our lives. He's going to reset the junk we go through. I don't understand it all, but I believe and trust that here on the end is the same plan that God had in the beginning. He wants to be with us. He wants to be with you. He wants to be with me. And in fact, I say that it's, I get them sorted out. Understanding the entire Bible the way we understand it today, the way that we've talked about today with God's peace being the original plan is really the thing that day to day and week to week and even being a, a pastor, a Christian, a believer, I don't understand it all, but I can see the plan and the plan gives me hope that God really has a hand in all this, that he's really like, I mean, after a thousand years, I'd start to worry. But at 2000 years, he finds Abraham. Another thousand years, David comes along. Another thousand years, Jesus comes along. Two thousand years and here we are. And we have to understand it's not about the years. It's not about the days. It's not about the months. It's about what God said. And God said, my plan is for me and you to live together. For me and you to hang out together, no serpent, no sin, wipe every tear, no trouble for us to have a troubleless, peaceful eternity. Can I tell you that that gives me hope? If you, 
if you need a visual, which you know me, I'm all about the visuals, then you can take the peace and the hope and the JC. Oh, I'm going to mess them up. Here, let's use this one. And you can rearrange them so that however you need to say it, that you understand that God's plan for the world is peace. That you and I, no matter what we go through, I go through stuff all the time that I think, what could possibly good come out of this? Well, maybe nothing good's going to come out of it because it's stuff that happens. You know, when I read the wars that happened with Israel, I think, oh my goodness, there's so many people that died and in spite of what the enemy brings into our life, in spite of what other people have done, in spite of evil, God said it doesn't hold a candle to my plan. My plan is that you have peace. And can I tell you that on those days when I'm ready to either kill them all or kill myself, that I remember this. This is how I think. Isn't that weird and twisted? This is, I think, you know what, Lord? I'm trusting. I may not say it in my lifetime, but I am trusting, believing. I see the connections. I see the 66 books of the Bible over thousands of years, different countries, over 40 different authors who spoke different languages and all of these different things that all line up and say the same thing. I just believe you're who you say you are. I trust that. And I trust that your ultimate plan is to give me peace. And for that, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to find out. And what's amazing is as you begin to trust Christ with that, he begins to connect the dots in your life to what he's doing in your life. Things that are going on, he's making sense of it. Things that are going on, he's giving you peace. Things that are going on, he's helping you understand. Not perfect, but in the middle of it, I can have peace. So here's how I'd love to wrap up our kids' Christmas service today. If you're in this room and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, man, I would love for you to walk out of this room on your first step, maybe your second step with a relationship with Jesus, that you would open your life and that you'd let Jesus come in and that he would be your Lord, your savior, your best friend. And he'd just show you from this day forward how to live for him. Listen, this is somebody that wasn't raised in church. I didn't give my life to God till I was 23. I'm still doing a lot of learning. I'm playing catch up all the time. But I can tell you it's things like this, understanding that God's not trying to get me to work my way to peace. He's not trying to get me to work my way to salvation. He has provided for us. He's just asking me to open my life and do what Abraham did. Follow him. Just trust him. Watch him work. Connect the dots in my life. And ultimately understand that he's the one that gives peace. Not like exchange from hand to hand, but by him being in my life, I have peace. Does that make sense? I have peace. So if you're in this room and that's not you and you say, you know what? Today I'm opening my life. I'm going to let Jesus come in and I'm going to follow him. Then I want to pray for you. So if that's you, while I'm praying, you just tell him, say, Lord, that's me. You know, that's me. Let's, let's do this. And I believe God honors that right there where you sit. And if that's not you, then would you pray with me for them as I pray? Let's pray together. Lord, I love you so much, mainly because you love us. Because I watched these things over thousands of years that you've done. In hindsight, it makes so much sense. So if the hindsight makes sense, how much more can I trust you in the future? 
I believe in the new heaven and the new earth. Sure, don't know how it's all going to happen, but I trust that if I put my trust in you today, Lord, that I can learn your ways, that I can follow the best plan for my life that you created, and that through all of it, the ups and downs, the good days and the terrible days, that I can have peace knowing that you're with me and ultimately we will be together one of these days. I pray for everyone in this room, Lord, today that is making that decision. As they open their hearts and their minds, that you would allow them to understand your peace today. That you would wipe away the mistakes of their past. And that you would show them that you've got a plan for them. That they've really never been alone. That you've been with them, providing for them, protecting them, guiding them their whole lives. And from this day forward, you'll do the same. Help them not to give up. Help them to stay committed. And from this day forward, Lord, just connect their life to what you're doing on this planet. That's the thing that brings me the most peace, getting to see you move around me. Lord, we love you. And I pray for everyone else in this room. Everyone. There may be people in this room struggling to have peace in their life. I pray that today you would breathe a a fresh understanding of your peace into their life. That you'd show them. You've been doing this for thousands of years. This is your plan. That you know exactly where they are, what they're going through, and that your peace is enough to get them through this. If they'll trust you, if they'll circle around some other friends that believe in you, if they'll allow you to guide their life, then we can all have peace like you planned. Jesus, thank you for loving us. It's what gets us through most days. It's in your name that we pray. And if you believe that, everybody said, amen.